Shalom brothers and sisters, it's Amanda and I am coming back with the last word that I'm going to be doing on the podcast. I know in my previous episode where I did the last part of the Marriage Bed series, I had said it would be sometime next week and I have changed my plans. So next week's word was going to be um, on marriage. I was going to kind of close with that. And I decided, you know what, it's going to be super repetitive. It's things that I've talked about a lot throughout this podcast ministry, over 100 episodes. So I'm actually going to do something a little bit different. It's still going to be a word about marriage and family, but I'm going to add something different that I haven't really spoken about before. I've mentioned it, but I've never really made it like the topic to discuss. So, um, what a beautiful day it's been. It's been a wonderful um, Sabbath, a restful one. Had time with Yah and with family and just um, was really reflecting on a lot of everything that's going on right now in my life and um, watched some friends as well from our fellowship do um, a video as well where they were discussing certain things and it just really inspired me to come on and do this word. So that's what I'm going to do today. And it's going to be the last one. And I know some of you have that have been following are like, yeah, that's what you said on the 100th episode. And you ended up doing more. I know. Again, this podcast has been Holy Spirit led. It's been Ruach led. And even though I feel that way and I say, okay, this is going to be it. And I try to pray about everything beforehand. But sometimes he just has other ideas. And I have to be obedient to that. So, um but I know that it's it's coming to a close. Um, you know, I'm sure that most of you by now have heard um, my update episode and just kind of what I interwoven in my last episodes about just some personal things going on, some changes and transitions going on right now in my life. Um, y'all, y'all is really taking me through the fire right now. Like, it's been it's been tough, but he has been merciful and he has shown his goodness over and over. Um, You know, and it's just a a change of life where, you know, it's whatever that he is calling us to do next, you know, whether that's to continue to reside here in Colorado or move to Missouri and, you know, continue there and do whatever it is that he's, you know, calling us to do. I want to be obedient to that because for me, the most important thing is, is Yahuwah um, and then my family and friends and, you know, ministry and so on and so forth. So. Anyways, today what I want to go ahead and talk about uh, for this last word is I want to talk about idolatry. Idolatry is a huge thing and it is um, definitely in the Torah and as a matter of fact is a part of the Ten Commandments. It's actually the first two or three. I think it's the first two. And um, it is the basis of like all the other laws that you see within the Torah. Um, And for those of you who don't know, I am a Torah follower. I um, observe the Torah and I keep the commandments to the best of my ability. Um, The only thing that we don't do is sacrifice the animals or anything that has to do with the Levites or the, the, the priesthood. Other than that, I follow everything else. So when it comes to the Ten Commandments, that's like the basis of everything else. So it's definitely something that I always try to make sure I am keeping to the best of my ability. So when I first became a believer and became a Christian, you know, I noticed that when I started to study these 10 commandments, because 
I didn't grow up going to church or anything like that. So when I first became a believer, all of this was brand new to me. And when I started studying the Ten Commandments, I was like, oh my goodness, I have broken every single commandment except for murdering. <laughs> I have not murdered anybody, you know what I mean? And I never would. But um, I realized that I had broken every commandment, you know. Um, I have my Bible here in front of me. You know, like I look at the first commandment, you know. So I'm just going to read the scripture real quick and then I'll kind of go through it. And then I'll get to the the whole point of this this episode. But... This is going to be called, you know, is marriage and family an idol? Can it become an idol? And I want to talk about that. But first, let me go ahead and read from Exodus chapter 20. And I'm going to start at verse 1 and go all the way down to verse 17. These are the Ten Commandments that Elohim, or Yahuwah, gave to Moshe, Moses. And Elohim spoke all these words, saying, I am Yahuwah, your Elohim, who brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim, Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You have no other mighty ones against my face. You do not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of that which is in the heavens above or which is in the earth beneath or which is in the waters under the earth. You do not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, Yahweh your Elohim, am a jealous El, visiting the crookedness of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing loving commitment to thousands to those who love me and guard my commands. You do not bring the name of Yahuwah your Elohim to naught, for Yahuwah does not leave the one unpunished who brings his name to naught. Remember the Sabbath day to set it apart. Six days you labor, and you shall do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath of Yahuwah your Elohim. You do not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days Yahuwah made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore Yahuwah blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart. Respect your father and your mother so that your days are prolonged upon the soil which Yahuwah your Elohim has given you. You do not murder, you do not commit adultery, you do not steal, you do not bear, uh, sorry, bear. You do not bear false witness against your neighbor. And then the last one is you do not covet your neighbor's house, you do not uh, covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, or whatever belongs to your neighbor. So those are the Ten Commandments. And I'm reading from the ISR version of the Bible, so that might sound a little bit different to some of you. But those are the Ten Commandments. And when I look at these, I'm like, I have broken every single one of these, whether it was when I was a lot younger, or, you know, recently, or, you know, recently, like as in a few years ago, or something like that. Because even, so like... I used to try to justify it because I was like, well, I had no clue. I grew up not knowing anything about God, church, Jesus, the Bible. I knew nothing. Prayer. I mean, I grew up not knowing anything until I became an adult and, you know, y'all came for me, (laughs) praise y'all, and brought me to him through a a friend of the family. And that's how I finally gave my life to y'all and became a believer. I became, you know, born again. And I became a Christian. So I always look at my life in two different ways, you know, before I became a believer and then after. So before I became a believer, I, I had no clue. You know, I had I didn't go to church. I didn't read a Bible. I didn't know anything. So, but I still repented, you know. I, I still repented for, you know, all the sins that I committed, even though I had no clue. After I became a believer and became a Christian, I repented a lot because I'm like, okay, you know, I was keeping the Sabbath day wrong. It's not Sunday, it's Saturday, you know. Um, and there for a while I was, you know, working and doing things on the Sabbath. I wasn't setting it apart. I wasn't, you know, following what the scriptures say. 
Um, respect your mother and father. I've always respect, respected my parents, but because of my broken relationship with the both of them, um, just long story short, you know, my parents are, are very difficult to deal with. I love them with everything, but when you have toxic parents and narcissistic parents, you, you know, your relationship at some point becomes fractured and broken. Um, so it was very hard for me to honor my parents. So I was having to learn how to honor my parents from a distance so that I wasn't breaking this commandment. You know, um, you do not murder. Of course, I've never done anything like that. You do not commit adultery. Unfortunately, I have done that. You know, um, again, and this was all before I became a believer, but, you know, I had gone into a, a counterfeit relationship. I had had a child by this person. Um, and on top of that, I ended up committing adultery in another way by becoming involved with someone who was dishonest with me and didn't let me know that they were actually married legally. And I was involved with that person for a short period of time. So I've done that. Stealing as a kid, I think I probably still can, you know, stole candy from a store or something like that. Um, you do not bear false witness against your neighbor. I've never done anything like that, but I have told white lies in my life. You know, I have done that when I was younger and things like that. So the point that I'm trying to get to is that I've probably broken all of the, all of the commandments except for, um, not murdering anybody. I've never taken anybody's life and I never will. Um, but where it says, um, you know, do not have any idols, do not have any other gods, do not have anybody before me. You know, I want to talk about idolatry because this is a huge, huge thing that many people just, they don't realize, um, how easy it is to have idols and basically idolatry other than what it says there in the commandments of actually worshiping other gods or false gods or pagan gods um, which is a huge reason why i don't keep the holidays because they're rooted in paganism but another definition of idolatry and we see this so much in our society today is basically putting anything before yahuwah to where it has more importance it has your full attention it's what you're more focused on than your relationship with Yahuwah. Because the thing is, he created us to fellowship with him, right? And I've always talked about that foundation that we should build on should be Yah and his word, right? Nothing else. And we also have to remember that what defines us is who we are in him and not anything else. And I'll, I'll break those down in just a minute. But the sad thing is, is that especially today, there are so many things that are taking the place of Yahuwah in all of our lives. And this is where idolatry comes in. Anything that we hold in high regard, higher than Yahuwah, becomes an idol. And believe it or not, marriage and family can become an idol. It absolutely can become an idol. I tell you, when, when Yah brought to me this ministry, I really wasn't sure at first. Because, see, I was someone that throughout my life, marriage, getting married and having a family was a huge desire of mine. I mean, from the time I was a little girl, and most, most little girls are like that, but then nowadays, many of these young girls grow out of that and they become career oriented or focused. And then having, you know, getting married and having a family kind of goes on the back burner for most. But me, I never grew out of that. You know, I never wanted a career. I never wanted to be outside the home. I wanted to be a homemaker. I wanted to be a wife and I wanted to be a mother. Those were always my desires. And when I became a believer and, you know, started to learn more about Yahoo and his word, I remember praying and asking Yah to get rid of anything in my heart that were desires that were not aligned with what he had for me. Because I didn't want to sit around waiting for something or hope or pray for something that wasn't going to happen because it wasn't Yah's will for my life. 
because I did choose Yah's will for my life, not my own. I was like, I want what you have for me. I don't want what I want or what somebody else says I should have. I want what you want. And I remember praying that because so much time would go by and none of those things happened. You know, I, I wasn't getting married. I wasn't having any more children. I wasn't, you know, and these were my desires. Instead, I was, you know, a single mom having to work my butt off. Um, and then on top of that, I was going to school as well. And I was by myself trying to raise my son. You know, everything was totally not how I had imagined my life to be at a certain point, you know, because we know that in society, everybody has goals like, oh, by, by this age, I want to be able to do this. By this age, I want to be married. By this age, I want to have kids. By this age, I want to buy this house. By this age, you know, and so on and so forth. And the thing is, is that what we're not realizing is a lot of times what we want is not necessarily what Yah has for us or maybe not in that timing. We need to allow Him to be sovereign. So the truth of the matter was that throughout all this time, I was idolizing getting married. I was idolizing having, you know, wanting to have children. I was idolizing wanting to be a homemaker. And even though I knew, there came a time where I knew that Yah had put these desires in my heart for a reason. I knew He was calling me to, like, to these things, but I was so focused on it that I wasn't focused on, you know, growing my relationship with him or even learning and finding out who I am in him. Because the truth of the matter is, is that when it comes to who we are, none of that stuff defines us. None of that stuff gives us worth, you know. Um, and it took me a long time to understand that. Because I used to think, you know, like, Oh, if I never get married, who am I? If, if I'm not a wife, who am I? If I'm not a mother, who am I? You know, I used to look to these things to define me. Like, I was like, I want to be somebody's wife. I want to be somebody's mother, which I was. I am. I have my, you know, my son. But I just, I wanted more, you know. And then when Yah opened my heart to ministry, I was really focused on that too. You know, so anything can become an idol. You know, our marriage can become an idol. Um, our children can become an idol. Our ministries can become an idol. Our callings can become an idol if we put them above Yah. You know, yes, they're callings and it's our purpose. And we are to, you know, follow in that. But sometimes if we go too overboard and we're, we're too focused on that and we're ne neglecting time with Yahuwah, time in the word, time in prayer, then these things have now become idols. You know, so... For those of you that are single, constantly thinking about when am I going to get married? Who am I going to marry? And when's this going to happen? Why hasn't it happened yet? It becomes an idol. When you start thinking about children, you know, wanting to have children, all these kinds of things, it becomes an idol. There's nothing wrong with wanting these things because they're Yah's gift to us, you know. Um, but when, when we're too much on it, when we're too worried about it and too preoccupied with it, it becomes an idol. It absolutely becomes an idol. And I used to think that what defined me was being a wife, what defined me was being a mother. You know, I used to think that that was my worth, that that was the only worth I had, especially with the past that I had gone through, being rejected all the time, um, not being loved and things like that. I had gone through so much hurt and pain. Um, and, and Yahuwah brought me through a process of healing, but I still used to think that those were the things that defined me and, and measured my worth. And I didn't realize that my identity and my worth is found in him. And that's what I needed to realize. And that all this time of him working on me was to get me to that point, to understand that. And even now, even to this day, even though he's brought me to such an incredible place right now, um, but he, there's still a lot of testing. 
there's still a lot of testing and pruning of my faith and you know how am I prioritizing things am I holding him first or am I holding my marriage first or my parenting first or my ministry you know it, and it's another reason why speaking of ministry why I decided I decided to you know take a break from the podcast um, maybe even permanently because I didn't want this ministry to become an idol you know um, it, it was incredible how Yahuwah gave me so much information through his word and through prayer time and just personal time with him to prepare me for my own marriage but to share with others he gave me so much knowledge that I have done a hundred plus episodes you know and that has been incredible and such a blessing to, to take part in but I don't want it to become an idol I don't want my ministry to take place over you know my marriage over my children or over Yahuwah you know because there's an order there's a design that Yah created and it's him first, then his son, right, and the Holy Spirit, and then husband, wife, children, friends, family, ministry, and so on and so forth, right? There's an order. And whenever any time that order is out of order, right, the, the design is just completely backwards, that's when our life gets really chaotic and just really, I mean, it's what we see in the world, right? And so that's something that I've always been conscious of, like, you know, okay, Yahuwah gave me an opportunity to be in ministry. Okay, praise Yah. But I don't want to overdo it to the point to where now I'm holding it above Him. Okay, Yah's blessed me with a marriage from Him. Okay, praise Yah. But I don't want to take that marriage and put it above Him. You know, okay, Yahuwah's blessed me with another child. Going to have another baby. Okay, you know, praise Yah. You know, but let me not put that pregnancy above Him. You know what I mean? Like, just speaking in general. You know, um, and oftentimes, many of us do this. You know, and, and listen, it's natural and normal to be excited about getting married and finally being a spouse, um, having a baby, you know, having a ministry, being a part of a fellowship, being able to, you know, whatever it is that Yas called you to. It is perfectly normal and natural to be excited about these things and to love these things because they are from Him. They're gifts from Him, right? The scripture says so. We know that these things are from Him, but we can even take those things and we can end up putting it above Yahuwah. And I've realized, for me personally, I've done that. I've done that a lot. And I've had to repent so many times for that. Like, I literally would cry and I'd be like, Yah, please forgive me for taking the things that you meant for good. Things that are a gift and a blessing from you. And I've taken them and I've sinned with them. You know, it's one of the worst feelings I've ever had. You know, I'm, I'm in a season of my life where I'm telling you, he's, he's taken me through the fire. He's taken me through the fire. You know, there's a lot going on right now. Um, definitely a huge test of faith going on right now. Um, I'm literally at the point where Yah is going, okay, do you trust me fully? And you're going to step into what I have for you fully? Or are you still in the world? Are you still going to worry? Are you still going to fear? Are you still going to go for the worldly comforts? So many people look at these things to define them. You know, being a spouse being a parent, their career, their education. I tell you what, one of the worst things, no, not worse, one of the things that I do regret though, and I know we shouldn't have any regrets, but the reason why I do is because it was something I never prayed and asked you if it was something he wanted me to do, and that was my education. That was going to college. I went to college for six years. I have like, I think 50,000, if not close to $60,000 in student loans. 
and I haven't really done anything with what I earned. On top of that, I didn't even earn what I originally had intended to earn. And I just thought, wow, not only am I not doing what I was supposed to do, because obviously that wasn't what Yah wanted me to do, but I am in debt with student loans, which we know that debt is a sin and you become a slave to the to the lender. Um, and that's the only debt I have, praise Yah, but it's still a pretty big one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I felt like it was a huge waste of time and I felt like the biggest thing was that I didn't pray and ask Yah if that's what he wanted me to do. And now this is what I have. Now this is what I'm facing. You know what I mean? Um, and that's why I've, I've always encouraged in, in a lot of my episodes to always go to Yah in prayer about everything. Everything, your marriage, your parenting, you know, your, your ministry or whatever purpose that you and your spouse are called to or, you know, whatever that it may be. But so many people, myself included, look at these things to define us and to, to measure our worth. And it's not. You know, I used to cry and cry and cry, you know, years ago because I was like, am I ever going to get married? You know, that was like my biggest thing. Am I going to get married? Am I going to be somebody's wife? That was a huge thing to me because I felt that that was what would define me. Before I even had my son, I knew I wanted to have children. And when I had him, I was like, okay, praise God, I'm a mom. You know, but that didn't define who I am. I'm a mom and I enjoy, a lot, you know, a lot of, it's hard work. I mean, like anything else, but it doesn't define me. It changed my life in a way, but in another sense, it didn't. Like I thought it would. In other words, it didn't fulfill that empty void that I have. A lot of people look to getting married, to having children, to having a career, to fill a void. I have seen, listen, I've seen women where when they have a void that's empty, they think that being in a relationship, being with a man is going to fill that. A man loving them is going to fill that. When really, it's unfair because we're putting unrealistic expectations on these men or on these husbands, right? I've seen where women, and I know because I was this woman, they thought having babies would give them a sense of purpose and identity. And, you know, yes, you, you love being a parent, you love being a mom, you love these children with everything you have, but it didn't fill that void for them. It didn't fill the void. I see men all the time that walk around with empty, uh, you know, voids as well. And the way that they try to fill it is through careers and how much money they make and what they can buy with that money. Men, careers don't define you. How much money you make does not define you. Women, you becoming a wife or not does not define you. You becoming a mother or not does not define you. Yes, these are all things that are blessings from Yah, you know, but it's not what defines us and gives us our sense of worth. The only thing that can fill that void is Yahuwah himself. And I had to come to that realization. And it was a harsh reality for me because I was like, okay, I've been going at this all wrong, you know, because I had days, I had seasons of my life where I was so alone and not just because I wasn't married or anything like that or, or whatever, but because I also had issues with my family, whoever that I did have in my life, I was so alone. And I realized that Yah took those things to help me understand that I needed him. And, you know, I'm, it's still something I work on. You know, it's not something that's been perfected. And, you know, it's still something I work on on a daily basis. Because I do still have that love and desire on being a wife and being a mother and being in ministry and serving others and so on. You know, I know Yah's put those in my heart. 
Praise Yah, and he's prepared me for it. And he's gotten me to that point. Praise Yah. But I realized that he is the most important and I need him every step of the way. I need him to be my covering. I need him to be my foundation and I need him to be everything in between because my worth and my value and my identity is in him and him alone. Nothing else. Yes, again, being a wife is incredible. Being a mother is incredible. You know, being being able to, con you know, uh, I was going to say conduct, but to be able to lead a ministry and, and produce a ministry is, is incredible. But it's not what defines me, you know. So going back to the point of this this topic, can marriage and family become an idol? Yes. It's a calling. It's 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 a role. Right? If, if you are called to marriage, if you are called to being a wife and a mother, these are callings. If you're called to be a husband and a father, these are callings. If you as the man are called to work outside the home and build a career, it's a calling. Right? As long as you're following, you know, you're not choosing. You're, you're allowing Yah to lead you and guide you to what that is. But again, it doesn't define us. Right? And we need to remember that we need to have Yahuwah as our priority. That needs to be number one, always. And that's that's Yah's natural design and order for the family and home. I've talked about that many a times. I've had some people ask me, going back to idolatry, um, I've had family ask me, friends ask me, and some of you on here on the, on the podcast, you've asked me via email, you know, are you going to get Facebook back? Are you going to be back on Facebook? And my answer is no. And the only reason why I haven't deleted my account is just in case that yacht at some point down the road does call me to reactivate, maybe for the purpose of ministry. But I, I know that Yah has been calling me away from social media for some time, and I want to keep it that way. Um, I, I'm not on YouTube. I don't have a channel on YouTube, but I do use it for the purpose of fellowship and praise and worship. Outside of that, I don't have social media. I had Facebook. I actually opened my Facebook account. I actually didn't have it for for a few years. And then in May of 2020, I I reopened my Facebook page for the purpose of ministry. And that was where I kind of got started with the knowledge that Yah had given me in regards to marriage and stuff. And then I think about a year after that, Yah brought me to the podcast platform. And I was like, okay, I thought maybe it was going to be YouTube like I've seen so many others do. But again, I've explained in the past, I've seen a side of YouTube that I did not want to fall into in any way. Um, you know, and, and the thing with social media too is it, it's a personal thing as well. I felt like I was idolizing it. I felt like I was becoming addicted to it. And I felt like I was comparing my life to other people that were on my Facebook um, which kind of falls under the last, you know, commandment in a sense, you know, and I was like, this isn't good. This, this is not good. This is not what y'all wants, you know. Um, and, I, and I've expressed my opinion before on social media. Um, I think that, you know, definitely pray about it. But social media is definitely a huge tool that the enemy uses. And I just prefer not to be involved with it. But at the same time, I have met some incredible people through there. Um, I got connect. That's how I got connected with our fellowship. That's how I've I've made friends and you know things like that through there. Now I've just told everybody, hey, if you want to contact me, here's my phone number, or here's my email address, or come on by if you're in Colorado, you know. Um, but yeah, social media for me, I I just was like, this isn't for me anymore. 
So I've deactivated my page. I don't plan on reactivating it. Um, and again, the only reason why I don't delete it, which I thought about doing, is just in case somewhere down the road, uh, Yah has me reactivate it for whatever reason. Um, but I don't plan on doing it. And again, because social media was becoming an idol. You know, I, I was becoming addicted to it. Um, to be honest with you, my family and I, we don't watch a lot of TV here. When we do, um, it's wholesome stuff. We're very careful, like even just streaming. You know, we have Wi-Fi at home. We have a smart smart TV and, you know, we download certain apps to view stuff. But even then, some of the ads and things that come on, I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, and I'm really praying about possibly getting rid of TV. Like, not all together, but definitely downsizing and cutting back that time. I definitely feel different things that Yah has been calling me out of or calling us out of and, you know, just kind of, you know, just coming out of the ways of the world and coming out of all these vices that the enemy uses to ensnare us or entrap us. So social media for me, again, it can be a positive thing when used for ministry and fellowship, but outside of that, and even then you've got to be careful. But outside of that, I just, it's just not for me anymore. Um, it really, really isn't. And again, I, I advised this recently. If you are married and you and your spouse would like to have social media, I just would advise that you um, have an account together and not separately or individually. Um, just because, again, it, it's something that the enemy can use to really just cause issues. I've seen a lot of issues happen in relationships because of social media. The other thing about social media I don't like is that people, they say and, and, and post and do whatever they want. You know, they're, they're, they're showing people things that aren't even their reality. It's not, it's not real or it's not true. You know, I've seen people um, do things that is just really harmful to them. You know, um, I, I've seen people, you know, uh, use it as a ground to just kind of show people this is how their life is. But in reality, it's really not that way. And that's just not a good thing. It's just not. Um, and I, I've actually talked a lot about that before in some of my my episodes in season five. Uh, the dangers of social media, you know, um, talking, I think I gave some warnings that, that the Holy Spirit gave me to share that some people were on social media, you know. Um, it had a lot to do with like their past and their ex and their family where they're, they're um, it, you know, it looks one way on social media, but it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's very easy for people to put whatever they want and change their names. And yeah, it, it's just another another opportunity for people to be dishonest and to allow the enemy to come in. And I don't want any part of that. I really, really don't. I don't want any part of that. I never felt comfortable to share anything personal on social media, to share any kind of pictures. And I have shared this. I'm like, if you're a couple... You know, please pray about it. Don't post every picture of, of you guys together or where you've gone or what you're doing or announce your pregnancy and things like just be very careful about what you're sharing on social media. In fact, I really honestly would advise and encourage to not do it. I really, really would at this point. Whoever you intend for you to share with your life, with whoever that that is, he will bring into your life. And some people might say, well, that could be through, through social media. That's true. It could be. But if it's going to cost you anything, then more than likely, no. You know, you're, you're better off meeting people the original way, face to face, you know. Um, and that's just what I recommend. 
but it does fall under idolatry and I was experiencing that and I was like okay I can't I can't do that no more that's just it's not okay so no uh no social media for me and again if you want to connect you can send me email uh we can further connect through phone calls um you know uh, video chats things like that if if we're not close by to one another if you're in colorado you know reach out we can get together grab some coffee together or lunch or something like that i would love nothing more than to fellowship I would love that. That's something I've been praying a lot about. And it just doesn't seem to be happening here, which is another reason why we've been praying about going to Missouri so that we can be near our fellowship and near our friends that we've made and, you know, just to be able to have that. So if you're in Colorado, please reach out to me. I would love to get together with you, um, you know, brother or sister, you know. I mean, I would just love the chance to be able to fellowship um, and just, you know, share time. So, but yeah, um, when it comes to idolatry, anything can become an idol. You know, food can become an idol. TV can become an idol. Where, wherever you're spending more time or your attention goes fully to that thing or that person or that situation, it becomes an idol. You know, I, I, I've heard a lot of people tell me, oh, I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to read the Bible. I don't have time to spend time with Yah, but yet they're doing all these other things, you know, and I understand some people will say, well, that's how life is, you know, a lot of us have to work in order to make a living and survive and all these kind of things, and it's like, well, it depends on the situation, because remember, Yahweh is our ultimate source of provision, he's our provider, and if we're in work that we're not supposed to be in, or if we're doing stuff that he hasn't even called us to do, we really got to think about that. You know, not only are we not making time for him, but on top of that, we're not making time for him because we're busy with stuff that he hasn't even called us to do. For those of you that have been called in marriage and called to have a family, you're trying to balance all of that. If he's given that to you, it's because he knows you can handle it. You know, uh, Matthew 6:33, seek first the kingdom of Elohim and all these things shall be added unto you. So when you seek him first, the things that are meant to be in your life follow. And when you have these things, he helps you to balance them out as long as you always put him first. You know, if you have to set your alarm 30 minutes before everybody else in your house wakes up and spend that time praying or reading the word, or once you've put the kids to bed or whatever, and you know, maybe your spouse is just kind of doing their own thing or whatever, or, or let them know, hey, babe, or hey, honey, I'm going to you know spend some time with you for a little bit. Would you like to join me? And if they don't want to join, then okay, I'm going to spend at least 30 minutes if you don't mind. You know, you got to carve out that time. Now, I'm not saying neglect, you know, what needs to be done in the home or neglect your job or neglect your children or your spouse. But however, prioritize the things. Make a schedule. Uh, follow a routine, you know. Um, I know people that they love to live, you know, spontaneously, but I always feel that a schedule and routine helps out. It's a great tool when you have a busy life so that you can carve out time for Yah. You can carve out time for your spouse. You can carve out time for your children and your ministry or whatever that Yahoo has called you to. But if we don't put him first, if we're constantly putting him on the back burner, we're going to see... We're, we're going to have unfulfillments. We're going to have issues. We're going to have situations. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, I'm just sharing with you all things that he's shown me throughout time and what I've learned, you know, um, 
he's just really right now taking me through a season of, of a lot of reflection, a lot of understanding, and just a lot of pruning. You know, um, and, I, and I see this a lot, too, with other brothers and sisters, you know, where they just can't understand, they can't make sense why their life is the way it is right now. And one of the biggest things is that they have neglected to carve out time with Yahuwah. You know, they have idolized and prioritized other things before him or above him. And that's the problem. Now, with me doing a marriage ministry, you know, I had to look at these things as well. Because again, this was something, these were huge desires on my heart for years. And when I started doing this marriage ministry, I was like, last thing I want is for this to become an idol. But I want to help people. And I know that's why Yah had given me the insights and the information he had, not only to prepare me for my own marriage and family, but to help others understand marriage and family, Yah's way, not the world's way, right? That, that was the biggest point of this ministry, was understanding that there's a difference. But I didn't want it to become an idol either. You know, so... I just always pray every day for Yah to help me balance out whatever he has brought into my life, whether it's for a season, whether it's permanent. I always ask him to just help me because I just, I've realized so much in these past few years, especially being able to be home these past few years, um, I've realized a lot of the mistakes I've made and that a lot of it really comes down to the fact that, you know, I'm not prioritizing things the way I should. I'm holding things above or before Yahuwah. Not realizing and understanding that like the scriptures say, if I put him first and hold him there in that position, because that's where he should be. He should be my foundation. He should be my covering. He should be my priority. Everything else will follow. And as long as I continue to pray and trust in him and have faith, he'll show me how to handle these things. He'll show me how to balance them out. He'll show me how to be a wife. He'll show me how to be a parent. He'll show me how to, you know, maintain this ministry and so on and so forth. How I can have fellowship, you know, um, and have time with him, most importantly. I think many of us, we're just in this fast-paced society. We're in our flesh as well, and we don't trust. We're just like, nope, I'm going to do it this way because it seems easier. It seems faster. I'm going to take this job because I think it would really make me look good and it would define who I am. I'm going to marry this person even though I haven't asked you if this is the person because I'm lonely and well. You know, I don't want to be alone no more. You know, it's it's the mentality and the thought process that we all walk in. You know, because we're in our flesh and we're in the society that we're in. And that's why it's so important to be set apart. You know, when Yah calls us out, when he calls us to be set apart, we need to come out of the world. We need to come out of those ways. We need to put him first and watch him bring everything else after. Like in order, in right order, in his timing. I used to try to find jobs that I thought would define me and help bring in an income because I was a single parent for so many years, right? I used to think getting married to whoever at that point, I was like, all right, next person that comes along that I fall in love with, that's, that's the person, you know, or being a mom and busying myself with mom things that that was going to take care of everything. No, the only thing that fills that void that so many of us walk around with is Yahuwah. I've seen so many men think that if they get a nice car, a fancy card that that's going to fill that void. If they can get as many women as they can to talk to them or to go out on dates with them, that defines who they are. If they could climb the, you know, corporate ladder, so to speak, and have a really good career and have this, 
you know, impressive education that, you know, it's going to impress women and it's also going to make them feel better about themselves, that that's what defines them. None of that defines them. I remember back when I was praying for my husband, I didn't even know who he was yet. And, you know, so many women I've talked to, so many sisters are like, they have this long list of qualities they, they are hoping will be in their future husband. And I was really saddened to see that a lot of these qualities they had written down was what kind of car he would drive, what kind of career he has. Listen, I understand the career to the point, to a point, because the man is the one that provides for the family, right? But again, you also have to look at it through the biblical perspective that Yah is our ultimate provider and that when we, you know, walk by faith and when we trust in him, it doesn't matter whether our husbands do full-time ministry or have a career, our families will be taken care of. But they used to write down these things that were so superficial and so just like, I'm like, do you, does it really matter to you what kind of car your husband drives? Is that really going to, to tell you whether you love this man or not? Or what kind of, you know, does he make six figures or is that really necessary, you know? And I remember when I prayed for my husband, the only thing I said was, let him love children because I already had a son. I said, let him love children and let him love you. You, Yahuwah. That was it. I didn't even pray about how I wanted him to look or anything. I mean, of course, everybody has like certain things we're attracted to, you know, like I'm, I'm attracted to, you know, very tall guys because I myself am a tall person. Um, I love blue eyes. I prefer blue, blue eyes over brown eyes. You know, these are just little things that I'm attracted to, you know, but it, it didn't matter to me. I'm like, yeah, whoever you have for me, I trust you. I trust you're going to have the right person for me, you know, um, did I have certain wants and desires? Sure. But I didn't pray about those things because I trust that Yah, whoever Yah had for me was sufficient enough. So it didn't matter to me what job he had. It didn't matter to me how much money he was making. It didn't matter to me his looks. None of that mattered to me. All that mattered to me was that he was a believer and that, um, that he loves Yah and that he loves children because I already had a child. That was it. That's all that mattered to me. Because I was understanding that these these things do not define my husband. His looks do not define him. What he does as a career does not define him. You know, none of those things define him. What kind of car he drives does not define him. I mean, and I was understanding this, and I needed to understand that about myself as well. You know, I trust Yah. I trust that he will always provide enough and that we will have enough regardless. Again, I've seen families that go full-time in a ministry and they are provided for. You know, we have to step out of this word, uh, sorry, not word, world and be set apart. You know, we truly, truly do. And, um, you know, Yah has shown me so much. He, he has shown me so much through so many different things that I wish I could share now in this in this podcast and I did do that with some of the episodes I had published before and they were they disappeared and I just I just was like okay it's not time to share these things yet but there will be a time where I am going to share testimonies of a lot of what Yah has done for me the way that he has spoken to me and shown me things um you know even the way that he revealed my husband to me everything everything I mean I I can't wait to share these things I can't wait to testify of Yah's goodness and his faithfulness and, and how he does work through us when we are obedient to him. And listen, I am I am less than perfect. I am a sinner. 
again, like I said earlier, I have broken almost every commandment, you know, um, not to mention I didn't follow the Torah beforehand, you know, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not perfect, <laughs> you know, and I'm still learning every day, but I can't wait to share the testimonies of the things that Yah has done in my life. You know, I can't wait to do that. You know, this, this podcast was all about marriage and family, all about the knowledge and wisdom that Yah gave to me, praise Yah, out of his, out of his mercy and grace. And I was able to share that. And one day I want to share my personal testimonies, you know, um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to share that about idolatry and I wanted to make this the last word of the podcast because, you know, even though, again, this podcast was all about marriage and family But even with that, even with everything that I've had to say in regards to it, I want to say this. Be careful not to put your marriage or family above Yahuwah. Do not idolize your marriage. Do not idolize your husband. Do not, or your wife, do not put them on this pedestal. Um, Don't, don't put that pressure on them. You know, a lot of, a lot of couples, some of their issues is they expect, they have like these expectations with their spouses that they can't fill because only Yah can fill it. And so what that does is it causes a lot of strain and issues on that spouse. It causes uh, issues in the marriage because the spouse can't fulfill what you're wanting them to fulfill and then now you're upset because it's unfulfilled. You know? Because our spouses are not perfect either. You know? They're just like you and me. They're going to have flaws. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to have issues. And I think that's that's another problem too is a lot of people are like sitting around waiting for the perfect spouse to appear. And it's like, even though Yah is ordaining you with this person, but this person is, is far from perfect just like you. You know, and, and that's another thing of, of the whole comparison thing is we can't compare our marriages to other marriages. We can't compare our spouses with other spouses. I talked about this in the beginning of my podcast. I was like, you know, uh, unfortunately, a lot of women compare their husbands to other women's husbands, other men, and men compare the wives to other women. You can't do that. <laughs> um, it's just not a good thing to do. Or we have these expectations created in our minds. And when our spouses fail to meet those expectations, we become mad at them and it's not their fault that we've created these unrealistic expectations of them. For some of you, that's why you're still waiting because Yah needs to work on those things in you because he knows that if he brings you your spouse now, you're going to put unrealistic expectations on, on him or her or maybe there's some healing that needs to be done that if, you know, I talked about this before, There are some things that you need to heal before you step in your marriage, and there will be some things that will heal while you're in your marriage. Your spouse will help you with those things. But for some, there are things that Yah knows that you need to work on these things beforehand. Or He knows that if He brings you that spouse, or if you get pregnant and you're carrying that baby, you're going to make idols out of those things. And that's why He hasn't brought it to you yet. That's why you haven't stepped in that marriage yet. That's why you haven't gotten pregnant yet. That's why you haven't stepped into that ministry yet. Because either you're not ready or he knows you're going to idolize these things. Remember, whatever comes from Yah, it's not to give to us so that we could turn around and sin with it or completely screw it up, you know, which he knows we make mistakes. But there's a set time for everything. 
And when it's things of Yahuwah, such as a marriage, you know, uh, having children, a ministry, things like that, there's a set time for it and you have to be ready for it. So allow Yah to work on you. Allow him pray. Ask him to help you see anything that you're not aware of or, um, you know, uh, heal yourself to where you're at the point that you don't need to rely on your spouse or having children or having a ministry to define who you are. Because for those that feel the way, myself included, I was this way, those are insecurities that need to be healed. If you're finding you're not enough and the only way you feel that you can find your worth is through being somebody's spouse or being somebody's parent or, you know, having a career or, you know, driving a certain car or having a certain amount of money, right? Or having this ministry to just, you know, flaunt it around us to say, you're not ready for these things. Because those things don't define you. Those things are not where your worth comes from. Your worth is who you are in the Messiah. And we need to put him first every single day. That needs to be our foundation. That's another thing. If your foundation is anything other than Yah, if he gives you this marriage, if he gives you the, this family, if he gives you this ministry or this career or this whatever that it is, and you're building it on the wrong foundation, what's going to happen to all of that? It's all going to fall apart. So that's another thing that you really have. If you're somebody that you feel like you've been in, in delay, like these things aren't happening for you, they're not coming, um, you know, first off, remember his timing is different from ours. The next thing is look at your heart, your heart posture. What are your motives, right? Why do you want to be married? Why do you want to have children? Why do you want a ministry? Why do you want to take part in it? Why do you want this career? Your answer should be, I want this marriage because I want to glorify Yahuwah with it and I want to help other people to see, to exemplify what a godly marriage is. Or I want to serve my husband or I want to serve my wife. I want these children because I want to raise them up in the way they should go. Like it says in Proverbs, they are arrows. They are, you know, a quiver full of children. I want to raise them up to be who they're supposed to be, whatever will and purpose that Yah has for them right? I want this ministry because I want to serve Yon and want to serve others. I want to join this career because I could help people or I could, you know, do the work of Yah through this career. If your answer is anything other than what I've mentioned, you're, it, it's, it's the wrong intentions. You know what I mean? I had to realize that. Yes, we get lonely. Yes, we have feelings. Yes, we have emotions. But remember, we need to walk in spirit and truth, not in our emotions, not in our feelings. Yes, they're lovely things. It's lovely to be married. It's lovely to have a spouse. It's lovely to have children. It's lovely to have a career that you like and you're helping people. It's lovely to be a part of a ministry and a fellowship. But again, is it to glorify Yah? Like when he gives you these things, are you going to give these things back to him by glorifying him with them? Or is it for your own personal gain or reasons or feelings? You know, is it is it selfishness? You know what I mean? Again, there's nothing wrong with desiring and wanting to be married or wanting to have children. You know, Yah programmed us to want to have these things. That's his plan for us, for most of us anyways. Not, not everybody's called to marriage. Not everybody's called to have children. Not, not everybody's called to serve in a particular ministry. Not everybody's called to go into a career. You know, but for those that are, he, he gave you those desires and created you with that purpose in mind for a reason. But if you're going to take it and use it 
for anything other than what you're supposed to use it for, he's not going to give it to you yet. You got to be ready for it. It's like this, for those of us that are parents, would you, if you have a three-year-old, would you give them something that is way beyond like what they can comprehend to use? Like they're three years old, but you know, you wouldn't gift them like a bike that's meant for a teenage, right? Because they can't use it. They can't ride it. They can't mount it. They can't do like you wouldn't give your child of a certain age something that they couldn't comprehend or use because they're not ready. They're not old enough. They're not mature enough. They don't understand how to use it. It's the same thing. Yah's not going to give us these things when we can't comprehend how we're supposed to use it, what we're supposed to do with it, and, and all these kinds of things, right? We're not ready. We're not ready. And I know sometimes it's like, oh, I really need this now. I really want this now. Like, I had many nights where I was like, yeah, where's my husband? Like, I need my husband. I'm tired of being alone. And, you know, all these things. Or I want to, you know, do ministry. Like, I knew he was calling me to ministry. And this was like three or four years before he gave me this podcast. And I was like, I want to do ministry. And I was looking all over the place to get involved because I just wanted to get involved. And when I would find stuff, it only lasted like a few months. And I'm like, yeah, I don't understand. I want to serve you. I want to serve others. Why is this taking so long? You know, like I used to get so frustrated and I used to cry. I'm like, I don't understand why these things are taking so long. And now I understand. I wasn't ready for them yet. There were still things that he needed to do within me to get me ready for these things. And he has been so faithful in doing that. You know, it's, it's, it's been incredible. Like, I now understand looking back. I really do. And let me tell you something. The waiting is hard. And I think it's the, that cycle where when we grow weary of waiting, we can fall into sin. Because then we take things in our own hands, or we begin to idolize things, or we just, you know, we do things that we're not supposed to do. And I know this to be true because I've lived it many a times I've fallen into the cycle and I have repented so many times I'm like y'all please forgive me <laughs> you know please please forgive me I just got weary I was tired of waiting I'm lonely I'm this and that you know and, and this was all like quite a few years ago and he's shown me so much and I've grown so much since then because I allowed him to work on me you know you have to get rid of that pride and humble yourself before Yah and ask him to show you whatever that needs to be shown and understood so that you can get to that point in Yah's timing to obtain these things that he's given you a desire for or whatever your purpose is in life. But to go and do things in your own time, in your own way, to go and marry the next person you meet because you're tired of waiting, you're lonely, to you know have children even though maybe it's not the time to do so just because you know, you want that experience, you know, it's selfish, you know, um, to go to school and then, you know, have a career that was not meant for you just because you feel it's the only way that you're going to survive or it's the only thing that makes you look good is also not a good enough reason. And it shows where your relationship with Yah is at. You need to work on your relationship with Yah. That should be your primary focus. Is your relationship with Yah? Where ask yourself today, whoever listens to this episode, ask yourself, where is my relationship with Yahuwah? How solid is it? How close am I to Him? And if He does give me these things, whatever it is that He's calling me to, how can I glorify Him with those things? Am I actually in the right career choice? Am I with the right person? Am I waiting patiently? Am I being long-suffering? 
Or am I being so impatient that it's causing me to do things or choose things out of his timing and out of his plan for my life? Am I idolizing these things? Have these become idols in my life? Has TV become an idol in my life? Has money become an idol in my life? Has wanting to get married or has my spouse become an idol in my life? Has my children or wanting to have children become an idol in my life? Is this job an idol in my life? Is food an idol? Is, you know, I mean, I can go on and on. Really ask yourself this tonight. Really pray, seek him in, in prayer and ask him. Ask him if you are idolizing anything. Ask, it, ask him if you're holding on to anything that you shouldn't be. That's not even what he has for you. Ask him to remove those things and help to realign you back with him. And help give you the strength and whatever you need for however long it's going to take. And that when he does bring these things into your life, ask him how to manage them. And how to give them back and how to glorify him with those things. So that they never become idols. Because he can bless you. You know, he can he could bless you with a financial blessing and that becomes an idol. He can bless you with a marriage and that marriage becomes an idol. He can bless you with a baby or two or three and they become an idol. He can bless you with a, a chance to lead a ministry and that can become an idol. You know, a lot of people, I hate to say this, but it's true. They are blessed. They receive what they've been praying for. And then what do they do? They put you on the back burner. And they move right along. They're like, okay, I got what I want. I got what I need. All right, thanks. Talk to you uh, in a few months or down the road or whenever I next need something. No. And can you imagine how that makes y'all feel? You know, imagine being used. Imagine being used by someone you love. How much that hurts. After you've you've given them love, you've, you've helped them, you've done whatever you have. And then on top of that, you love them, right? And then you've come to find out that they were just using you to get what they needed or wanted and then now they're no longer talking to you or it's it's a very hurtful thing and that's what y'all goes through every single time these things happen so just you know something to really pray about really think about really reflect on this is how i want to end the podcast i just feel this was the right word um it's something i've been thinking a lot about as well including with this you know podcast ministry social media, everything, you know, my whole life. I've, I've just been doing a lot of reflecting on my entire life, what's getting ready to happen, what's to come. Um, and it really brought me back around to idolatry. And I realized how much I actually did that in my past. And it's really breaking one of the commandments, you know. So I just would encourage all of, all of you to do the same thing, just pray about it, reflect, um, and, and just put you first. Work on your relationship with him, no matter where you're at in life. No matter if you've already married and have a family, you have a ministry, or you have a career. Put him first. Take time, carve out time to study his word. To be in prayer. And to serve in whatever way that he's calling you to serve. These are the most important things. Be set apart. No matter how crazy it looks to other people, no matter matter what, be set apart for him. Glorify him with whatever he chooses to bless you with. And don't forget to thank him and keep him first always in your life. Love him with everything you have because he loves you more than you can ever comprehend. Hallelujah. All right, that's it, brothers and sisters. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all so much. Please keep in touch with me. And um, I, I appreciate all the prayers. I really, really do. 
Thank you all so much for your support. Love you all. Shalom.